Warning, this podcast contains strong language and adult humour. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to Dungeons and Dopamine, a comedy D&D podcast where we exchange one fucked up hellscape for another. Last time on Dungeons and Dopamine, the three months had passed and our adventurers all levelled up. Cassandra teamed up with a young sailor called Tom and went in search of the mysterious unnavigable tower where she spied Squire, the shadow person. Tommy worked with Sonia Smash and Helga Hits to unlock his true artificer potential and uh, basically became Iron Man in the process. And Bear set up the Pig and Stone, a community arts venue that he runs with the help of Pork Chop, his pig, Sydney Smythe and the Old Joblin Boys. Um, this sort of newfound fame, though, led Una to ask him a favour and now he's ended up promising Drovac that the whole crew will set out for Brighthelm to save his captured son. Let's rejoin our adventurers in the Gerard's Way and hear what the others have been up to. Right, it is London's turn. <laughs> so, Jordan, what what do you want London to have done or achieved or tried to have achieved over this period of time? So, London has done two things mainly. The the first thing is he has opened his own private detective agency in Hope Bay. Okay. So he found um, one of the bridges that connects like sort of two of the islands on Hope Bay. He found this old sort of guard tower and he's um, converted it into I've just named this <laughs> the um, <laughs> the the London Cool like the Guns and Roses thing. Uh, appetite for the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Private investigations and laundry services. Because <laughs> London, like, he's noticed there's no laundry round Hope Bay. He's just an entrepreneur. Yeah, and yes. he's like, he knows that the private investigatory and private investigatory game is just not what it used to be. So he's um, <laughs> he's owned up a laundry service in Hope Bay using like sort of like a bucket system where he puts laundry in buckets and lowers it into the ocean with a sort of special con- concoction he bought from the uh, what's the bugbears character Bramwell Bramwell he bought it from Bramwell's shop so he does like laundry for the community mainly (laughs) Um, aside from that (laughs) he has been working with Silas as a spy for the resistance he's offered his services I should say he's offered his services to Silas as a spy okay and is there a reason he's done that he doesn't trust Silas and he's a bit annoyed about the reveal he's just like (laughs) he's a bit like He's a bit like, I don't, you know, he doesn't, he, he wants, he, do, he just doesn't trust him. So is he sort of double agenting this? Yeah. Espionage. Yeah, he's, oh. doing, he's doing a little espionage. Deceit yeah, upon little. deceit. Mm. Keep your enemies closer. Mm. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Because we don't know what's going on. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> I'm London cool. Sorry, London doesn't trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> should say. I'm totally chill. <laughs> hey. Okay, so, so let's um, do some laundry-based roleplay. <laughs> is that? 
Getting skid marks out. What do you wash it for? At what temperature? I genuinely, in this session, was thinking, how do they wash their clothes? Like, that was a genuine (laughs) thought I've had tonight. They don't. So, (laughs) so what was it called? Appetite for the... Uh, London London Calls. Appetite for the Truth. Private Investigation and Laundry. Okay, so let's start start there. (laughs) Is that what I called it? (laughs) Yeah, Private Investigations and Laundry Services. Laundry is just such a good front for that kind of, like... (laughs) And everyone talks to you while they're... Yeah. yeah, getting all the intel. So you you're working through that morning's laundry load, um, and you pull you pull some um, cloaks out out of a out of a basket. And as you do, in the bottom of the basket, you see Silas looking up at you. <laughs> <laughs> F- fucking hell, Silas! What are you doing in there? <laughs> he, go, he goes, I couldn't come in through the front door, could I? Why not? Well, I. Th- I thought the laundry service was was a front. No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I'm really good at this. As <laughs> well, I'll be sending my schmolls down then. <laughs> Fine. What do you want? He goes, look, I've got, I've got a job for you. Oh, yeah? T- tomorrow night, I want you down the docks. I want you to, to spy on a little transaction that's happening down there. Oh, yeah, I love a spy, me. Yeah, sounds good, Silas. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. What's the pay? The pay is... I don't kill you f- for turning up here and fucking everything up. Yeah, fair enough. All right. <laughs> docks it is. So he gives you this job. He wants you to go down the docks and hide in a barrel of fish heads for the night <laughs> and watch out for a transaction that's going to take place Great. Uh, down on the docks. Down the docks. <laughs> He's giving you a job down on the docks. <laughs> so job. you're... So you're hiding in this barrel of fish heads and it's obviously horrendous. Um, and all you can think about is the washing you're going to have to do to get this smell out of your trench coat. Um, can you uh, roll investigation for me, please? I sure can. Uh, 23. Okay, cool. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> solved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a 23, <laughs> you can see that these docks are completely deserted. There is nothing going on here tonight. And everything in your private investigator senses is telling you there's nothing going on here. This is a waste of time. To set up. To set up. <laughs> mm. So I'm still just chilling in the barrel of fish heads, feeling grumpy. Yeah, and I think as the night goes on, your private investigator instincts are validated. N- nothing. You see, you don't see a soul. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm a gonna. A soul, <laughs> a lemon soul, <laughs> a Dover soul. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Inspiration. So, <laughs> so let's go to. A, we'll go to a few days later, um, mm. and you're um, you're down. <laughs> What's that? Still there? <laughs> but you're you're now you're washing some clothes um, down at the sea, and you pull your basket of laundry up from the sea, and as you do, Silas is stood on the basket. <laughs> He's got a big long straw in his mouth that he's been moving out with. And he goes... <laughs> Isn't that the setup in Inspector Gadget, which is London's favourite film? Like, doesn't he get given his things by having um, someone gives him the jobs and they're I always somewhere hidden? I don't know. But that's brilliant. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, he comes up out of the water and he says, uh, How'd the other night go? I didn't see fuck all, Silas. Why did you send me down there? Because, well... You were supposed to see something. I didn't see a thing, mate. Wow. Well, that's the problem when you're shit, I suppose. 
Yes, yeah, right. You want to redeem yourself? <clears throat> yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I've got another job for you. What is it? I think a deal's going down over at Fisherman's Foes. So just spend the day down there, see what you can see. Yeah, all right. Fine. Okay, cool. So um, you head off down to the Fisherman's Foes. Um, you you walk in. It is as hostile as ever. Everyone's singing their horrendous, jarring shanties about how much they fucking hate each other. <laughs> Joel is behind the bar, fucking loving it, polishing glasses and singing along. Where are you going to ensconce yourself? Um, I'm going to go to the bar and order an uh, espresso martini. <laughs> okay. Oh, the French coffee. The French coffee. <laughs> so you, you set yourself up at the bar with your espre- espresso martini. <laughs> And everyone's just hurling abuse at you. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. I'm not even bothered. That, just... no, it's, it's, it's an uncomfortable environment. Could you roll an investigation for me, please? Uh, so 12. 12. With uh, 12, you see a couple of people in the corner who um, seem to be trying to avoid people's attention. Uh, I'm going to attempt to sit, sit a bit close to them. Okay, cool. Give me a stealth check, please. <laughs> That's a seven. Seven. Um, so, <laughs> so you you uh, sneak over to the to the booth adjoining theirs and sit down. So your back is to sort of the booth that they're in, and um, you hear the whispering stop. And one of them says, "Is that pointy-eared fucker listening in?" And the other one pops his head above the booth. Uh, this big gnarled old fisherman, and he just goes, "Fuck off." <laughs> I just silently take my drink back to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's say you don't see anything else that night. A few more weeks go by and the the laundry service is is going well. Not getting much private investigation work, but but the laundry service is going well. And you're... um, you're sitting in the Gerard's way. You're having a quiet drink. Um, and as you pull your beer stone up to yourself, Silas is in. Have fun down the fisherman's boat, did you prick? <laughs> no, it was horrible. Everyone made fun of me. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. No one seems to realise. <laughs> he goes, no, it's just because you're not very nice. Because I've got a job for you if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it? All right. He goes, I need you. To head up to the forest on the the other side of the island, not not the forest this side, right up the other end, you know, where where you uh, where you apparently saved everyone from scarecrows or some bullshit. Not the fist forest. <laughs> no, not the fist forest. The other forest. Oh yeah, all right. I need you to. I need you to go up there. I need you to go up there and pretend to be a tree for the night. <laughs> you do that for me, like a proper spy. Oh, Silas, come on, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at this. You gotta trust me, man. Can you uh, <laughs> roll an insight check for me, please? 14. Okay. With a 14, you you get the vague impression that Silas is doing more than just fucking about with you. Mm. Okay. All right, Silas, I'll do it. I'm going to be a tree. It'll just, be just like primary school, wouldn't it? You go, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what... Are, are you going to go and be a tree? Or yeah. Are you, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Cool. So you you head up to the forest up in the farmland where the the hut was, and uh, you don't find Bob up there. But uh, roll investigation for me. Uh, twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. Cool. With a twenty one, you position yourself up in the forest, and the farmland, as we know, sort of rises up above Hope Bay, and from your position in the forest looking out over 
over the hope because you 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 don't feel there's anything in the forest but you're sort of looking out over the farmland and then down into the bay you can see lights in the other forests on the other side of the island in what has seemed to become known as fisting forest <laughs> i didn't say ing uh, you, you can see <laughs> you can see uh you can see a light at, right at the edge of that forest where where the stone circle is but that's all you see that night can i go look at that or is it too far it's too far to get there tonight okay but i can see it i can see you can see it so you can decide to do something about that if you want well i go back at a later date yeah Mm. okay yeah i'm gonna gonna do that okay so you're gonna go and set yourself up as a tree as a tree in that forest yeah um i've got a taste for for it okay (laughs) cool um so you go and set yourself up as a as a tree whereabouts in that forest um, up by where the thing happened. Up by the stone circle. <laughs> on the edge. On the edge of the stone circle, right on the edge. Okay, can you uh, can you roll stealth for me, please? Or deception, whatever you've got higher, actually, because you are pretending to be a tree. Oh, that's a 22, deception. 22. Okay, so you are, you're such a convincing tree that the other trees, are, fuck, they feel... They feel bad <laughs> you know, like, they're like look at that tree that is the perfect essence of a fucking tree and they're looking to like why can't you be more like that tree um, so you'll you'll you set yourself up around the stone circle um, and let's say I think you do that for a few nights and you maintain this amazing tree post but you're on you're on you're on to a hunch mm. and on the third night of you being just the most incredible tree you're you've sort of you've fallen asleep but you get uh, woken by the sound of voices. Can you give me an investigation roll, please? 17? 17. Okay. So with as 17, the, the moon is bright enough for you to see two figures in black cloaks inside the stone circle. They're talking to each other for a few minutes and then they step back from each other and you can't make... You can see the back of one the other one is facing you but their face is covered in in the cloak they step back from each other they bow and then they both draw the same symbol in the air which is the symbol that you saw inside the cloak this kind of pointed a symbol and then the one facing you heads off and jumps off the cliff and the the one with his back to you turns around and it's silas and he walks right past you and out of the forest <laughs> well <laughs> Like London's freaking out. He he just um, he stays the tree until the morning. He doesn't really <laughs> <laughs> doesn't risk it. Doesn't know what else to do, and then he goes back to to London. Calls appetite for the truth, private investigation, and laundry services. <laughs> and in the early hours of the morning, in sort of the, the golden hour, and uh, just just lays there and stares at the ceiling, thinking. Okay, so let's say we're back around the table now. So that has, whereas everyone else has been telling their story, I just want to check, Jordan, do you want to have shared exactly what happened with the rest of the group? Or do you want to tell them you've just been doing, you've set up your own PI and laundry business, or you've done that and you've been working for Silas, or you've done that and you've been working for Silas, and also this fucking thing happened? What, what level of engagement do you want with her? Yeah, I think he tells everyone everything because he's trying to regain their trust. okay he's just so he's just cool he's being totally transparent now okay just about everything and just being like that's fine let's just let's just tell everyone because you don't want to get trapped again in some in some nonsense (laughs) yeah okay cool so london tells you everything everything that happened 
Bloody hell! Fucking hell! I knew he was a dick. <laughs> did seem rather unpleasant, he did, the man. Silas. What would you recommend washing uh, <laughs> <laughs> my white set? Oh, he did a fabulous work on my clothes. Oh, really? I've got some oh. terrible skids in my pants. Oh. Oh. Right <laughs> Tell me your diet. <laughs> <laughs> sort it out. Okay, so now it's Rowena's turn. Okay. Um, so, Rowena, uh, not Rowena, Sana. What yes, do you Rowena, want yes. Rowena to have <laughs> done or achieved or attempted over this space of time? Rowena has found the courage to pick the egg out of the bag of holding and taken it to Mother Appleby and she's decided to face face the truth and, and find out what's going on with the, de- with the egg. Okay, cool. Ooh, I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, Least but not, I've got this amazing idea. <laughs> Uh, okay. Is it going to be a baby owl? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> so, so you head up to the big temple complex to find Mother Appleby with the egg. Um, she is in her office, which it's on the roof. It's like almost like a sun conservatory thing, but on the roof of the temple, there's plants growing everywhere and birds flying around it. And she's got this big desk with books all all around her and she sat in a a big comfy armchair with her feet in like a magical foot spa Um, and she goes oh hello darling what brings you here hello mother Appleby Uh, (laughs) yeah mother Appleby (laughs) (laughs) lovely office you have in here absolutely I could have not dreamt anything better quite like to stay here but that's not that's not what boy I'm here how are you she said, oh, I'm all right, thanks, darling. I'm a bit tired, as we all are, but I'm full of hope and full of joy. That's yes. the main thing, isn't it? Look at that view. Fucking wonderful. Bloody amazing. <laughs> Absolutely just gorgeous. Well, Mother Appleby, uh, <laughs> I have this egg. It fell out on me after some unfortunate incident with some berries and, and a mine. She um, goes, hmm, I remember the egg. Yes, yes. 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 I've been rather, rather terrified of touching it, but... As it turns out, we've survived quite a few obstacles in this course, and I figured perhaps it won't be so bad, and maybe you could help me finding out what's going on. She said, well, do you know what? I I did start doing some research for you about yes. this, because it, it's it's most unusual. I've never seen anything like it at all. No, me neither. <laughs> out of me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, it, it, I did some thinking, and I did some research, and you know what? It reminded me of a of an old story that I'd heard from uh, the followers of Salune. Do you know Salune? No. She says, oh, Salune. She's a lovely goddess. She is great friends with Liara. Liara and Salune, best of buds. And uh, Salune, she's the goddess of, of the moon and the tides and the cycles. And it was the only thing I could think of. It's, a, it's, an, old, it's an old folk story, really, about... Uh, about a woman who 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 wanted a child so badly, but she couldn't she couldn't have one anymore. Her cycles had stopped, you know. Yes. And one night she was she was praying to Salune, and she saw the reflection of the moon in the water, and she reached down into that reflection and she pulled up out of the water an egg. You see, this is what I thought. This is what I thought. And what she did, she kept that egg, and she. She treated it like it was her own child, and people laughed at her and mocked. Because of course he did, because people are 
Well, Idiot. Well, sometimes, Asshole. darling. Yes, yes. They can be cunts. Yes, <laughs> yes. They can be. They yes. can be cunts. Let's be honest. Uh, it's just, but we must always find the joy, even in the cunts. Um, ah. Quite frankly, so. Um, she says that the the story goes that she faced endless mocking and derision from her community until one day this enormous storm swept swept through the land, and when it had passed over. She was gone. What? The egg? All of it, darling. All of everything. It. Her house, her, the egg, everything was gone. But their legend had it that fishermen said that when there was a great storm blowing, that they saw her flying arm in arm with a beautiful young woman. And that's the, that's the folk story. It's the only thing I could think of that had anything to do with an egg. Were there any magical berries involved? No. Poisonous, perhaps? She's also, yeah, those berries, they're not magical. They are definitely poisonous. <laughs> so I would, I would stop eating them if I was you. Fair enough. I guess I'll get rid of those then. <laughs> so so I, just, I just wondered if, I don't know, maybe you should try bonding with this egg rather than being afraid of it. Well, yes, I had some very interesting chats with the rest of the group and I have gained some of my... Uh, Belief and, and, and faith and, and courage, courage, I guess. And yes, okay, I guess it's time. And I just, every time I touch it, it starts sparkling and, and, and I feel this, this storm inside me and around me and it's terrifying. She picks it up off the desk and she slowly puts it into your hands and it starts glowing and sparkling. And she says, well, that's, that's pretty special, isn't it? Yes, I guess so. Never had a bond like this with anything but my dog, whose name I've since forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Why, why don't you, why don't you go and spend some time with this egg, and then come back, tell me how it goes." Yes. Well. Yes. Well, whilst I'm here, smoking session. This weekend, <laughs> because is I free? thought you'd never have, darling. <laughs> and she whips a massive bong out of one of her pockets. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> when you finish smoking. What I thought would be cool would be like a fun little montage of ways that you go and do bonding with this egg. Uh, okay, yes. So, uh, can, That's genuine. You were saying it. that was what I was hoping was going to yeah. happen. So, uh, yeah, I want like a, a little musical montage. Yes. Um, Just the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so give me, give me the first, what's the first thing you're going to do to, to bond with this egg? I'm going to take the egg to the pub. To the pub. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Gerard's Way, obviously, not Gerard's the shit one. Way. Yeah. <laughs> not the shit one. <laughs> so you're sat in the Gerard's Way with the egg. Can you yes. roll religion for me, please? Religion? <laughs> Seven more religion. Oh, it's a natural 20, in fact. It's a natural 20. Okay, brilliant. So you, you pop the egg down opposite you on, the, on this table and you, you buy it a drink <laughs> and you... An uh, eggnog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you start just talking to it, like it's like it's one of the children that you look after, you've looked after all your life. Hello, little egg. I'm Rowena Weathers. I'm an owl and sorcerer. Perhaps you know that since you came out of my ass. <laughs> as, as, you, as you say that, it starts to it starts to grow, a uh, glow, and uh, not grow, starts to glow and and crackle, and you can a crackle. See Fuck. Yeah, uh, but it yeah. Keep okay. going. <laughs> Times have been hard. I felt lonely. And although I have all these lovely people around me, some of them elves and other things, not quite sure still. It all still seems like an acid trip, but we figured it's not that. So, yes, it's nice to have someone around me who's 
perhaps they're just for me and understand we all have storms inside us and it's nice to feel understood by someone this way as you do well of course you don't talk back but maybe someday you will as you say that the, the, the crackling and the lightning all dies down then it just starts to glow with this sort of pearlescent white kind of moonlight sheen coming out of it and it glows brighter and brighter and brighter for for about 10 seconds and you you feel yourself sort of glowing along with it and then the glow dies dies down again that's the end of that little scene let's do let's do a couple more or at least one more so where are you what are you doing with the egg now I, feel, I wish I had the picture of the map now. It's like, hmm. oh, I've got the map. Maybe, up there if you yeah. Want it. Can I? I'll, I'll have a little nosy. Just trip I'm thinking for a little. <laughs> yes, I'm going to take the egg fishing with me. You're going to take it fishing? Yeah. Um, I would like to get a rowing boat and just kind of snuggle the egg in. Maybe a push me. Oh no, actually, on my cloak because it's a warm sort of ish day. So I'm just going to wrap my cloak around it and okay. just snuggle it on the other seat, and then I'm going to and row out. Row so you, you row out into into Hope's Bay with the egg snuggled um, in the blanket, and it's still still got a soft glow around it. And you spend the day fishing together and talking to it, and just being out on the sea. But just to, as you're about to think about turning around and heading back in this storm just blows in out of nowhere you feel the boat start rocking and waves start filling the boat straight away because you're only in a little rowing boat can you roll religion for me please ten ten okay so the um the storm starts rolling in and with a ten you you realize that actually the storm isn't coming in it's coming from the the egg good heavens little one you seem to have quite power in you just want a hug I'll give you a hug come here come here so it's alright all so you pick it up and give it a big hug and as you do it's it, it's quite painful you can feel this the, the power of this storm and the electric energy going through can you take a d4 of damage for me please um, okay great but you hold on to the egg and as you as you hold it tightly you feel the storm begin to subside and calm down around you and suddenly it's a clear calm afternoon again bloody hell felt like quite the hangover there for a second (laughs) Um, so let's do let's do one one more one more scene with the egg I like the idea of going to the karaoke bar (laughs) cool so it's Friday night at the Pig and Stone yes and you've taken you've taken the egg to the karaoke bar what are you are you singing are you watching um, I'm singing you got a friend in me awesome (laughs) okay and so you I mean, take, we're gonna sing. You we. take the egg up <laughs> on, on stage, and you insist on having a microphone for the egg. Yes. And there are pe- <laughs> there are people in there, particularly the soldiers, who are sort of laughing and joking, but you don't give a shit. I'm used to it. So you put a, a mic in front of the egg, and you have a mic yourself, and um, you sing the entirety. Now you're gonna sing. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sing. Um, you've got a friend in me uh, with the egg, and some people some people get it. But most people just think this is mental. Just this <laughs> mad fucking owl singing with an egg with a microphone attached to it. But as you bears at the back just with a tear rolling down his eyes, it's like beautiful. And as you get towards the end of, of the song, as you're building to that crescendo, the egg starts to glow again and you start to glow with it brighter and brighter and like way more brighter than you were glowing in the Gerard's way um, until the whole of the pig and stone is just absolutely full of this like translucent kind of white moonlight and when the glow goes down again 
the the egg is no longer crackling and shaking and storming it's just glowing with this perfect white glow and you feel you feel connected to it in a way that that you hadn't before yeah sorry i'm a bit overtaken by emotion here (laughs) rowena it's not santa (laughs) Um, so do you want to take it back to mother appleby um yes but before that i'm just gonna walk out um to the seafront and just look at the moon with my moon egg Uh, okay and just sit there in quiet for a bit that's so you know them it's that's great so and you you feel like it's almost like you've seen the moon for the first time tonight and it's the reflection on the water is is glowing, and it's a it's a full moon shining down on on Hope Bay, and the egg is glowing in your in your arms. Um, can I go to Appleby, um, Mother Appleby, the next day so I can just cuddle my egg for the night? Yeah, yeah. So so you go to bed with with your sort of little glowing nightlight um, egg, and and you take it to Mother Appleby uh, the the next morning, and uh, she sees you walking in, and she says, "Oh, you're glowing, darling." Oh, thank you, it's the egg. It's eggs. It's been an excellent evening, I would say. There it is. She said, well, it seems like something's changed, that's for sure. I just have this this feeling of understanding and, 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 and light in me for the first time since we arrived, and, and perhaps even before, and I don't know, I just feel tranquil and in peace i haven't even smoked since i was here (laughs) (laughs) so she she looks at at the glowing egg she says oh maybe maybe it is something to do with salune then maybe maybe that maybe that story was right and she says why don't we why don't we head over to salune's chapel in the temple we can we can go and give thanks maybe maybe there'll be something about the egg there yes yes excellent idea so she she takes you back down into the temple and in the temple there are loads of different areas which are dedicated to different gods and goddesses and Salune's is is right at the back it's really it's, it's pretty much it's covered in dust there are no candles lit there there's nothing there's just a a circular space in the stone with a glass roof above and on the wall on the back there are seven stars carved into the wall with a pair of eyes carved in in between the stars and a little altar in front of them with nothing on. Mother Appleby says, Salune was one of the first gods to be outlawed by by the governor, so no one's worshipped her for a very long time, I'm afraid. Why, why was she outlawed? I think because the same reason that all the gods and goddesses were ultimately outlawed, because they didn't fit in with, with the crimson faith. It didn't fit in with their beliefs, the beliefs of, of the governor, the beliefs of the Elden Temple. But Salune was one of the first, I suppose because, like Liara, she was one of the best, so they wanted her gone. It's been illegal to worship her for, well, generations. That's sad, isn't it? She says, yes, it is. She says, but maybe we could light a candle for her now. I would like that. I would also like to give a little sweep. It seems a bit disgusting <laughs> here. <laughs> Um, My hay fever's kicking in, but it's not hay, though. It's, so it's are you going to give it a clean before you I'm gonna, light Yeah, I'm going to sort of use my wings, sweep it about, okay, flap cool. about. So Rowena flaps around cleaning up this old, pretty much abandoned chapel within this temple. And then you take a, a fresh candle and light it and put it on the altar. i light it with my sick dragon head lighter thing. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah I acquired it in a random place, not mentioned before. And as you put the the candle on the altar 
the seven stars in front of you and the eyes all begin to glow with that same translucent moonlight and you and the egg begin to glow you're all glowing together and Mother Appleby's Mother Appleby stops in her tracks and sort of um, she can't believe what she's seeing and she says you're you're a priestess of Salune where? me? no I'm I'm Rowena Weathers from Brighton (laughs) I'm a primary school teacher she said but but this would only shine for a high priestess of Saluna. You must be. I'm just, I'm just going to sit down for a bit. Okay. Just, just. Huh. Mother Appleby comes and sits on the floor next to you, and she pulls a joint out of her apron pocket. Oh, thank and you. Lights it up, you always know what. You. Always know what to do. You always know what to do. Oh, this is quite the turn of events. Like, huh? She says, so "Fucking hell, darling. Are you <laughs> sure about this?" I mean, strange things have happened, but this must be the strangest. Never considered myself the religious type, but you know. I have had feelings this past few days that I haven't ever felt, and it has felt quite divine, one could say. She says, but you you have no recollection of giving your life over to Salune? No, I've given my life over many things in, in my life, but not Salune, no. And she takes a big sigh and says, wow, this is a fucking puzzle, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll leave it there. Wow, that's amazing! Hey, it's me, your Dungeon Master, just taking a break to say thank you for listening, and I really hope you're enjoying it. Um, This is the second part of our two-part special for episode 10. Um, It had to be in two parts because the session we played on the night was just too long, basically, Um, and that's because there was so much role-playing going on, and because because the leveling up and i i really like uh when leveling up especially the big levels um well you know when loads of new powers are coming online to to kind of role play that stuff out um especially when you get to the really high you know we start getting kind of like um godlike powers at that level 17 i think it's just i think it's just more fun for everyone for there to be like a narrative reason why you can now do this stuff rather than just saying oh i can do this now um, so that's that's kind of the rationale behind this, and I think it makes for a, a more enjoyable game for everyone. Um, I hope it makes for an enjoyable podcast. Um, if if you are enjoying it, please uh, rate and review the podcast. That would be amazing if you can just give us uh, five stars, please. That, yeah, can I just ask you that? Yeah, just give us five stars, please, um, and uh, and say how wonderful we are. That that would be great. Um, we've got a review on Audible, which I think has actually been there for quite a long time, um, and I uh, didn't check because I just never thought to check Audible. Um, we've got a few reviews on there um, my favourite is this one uh, five stars thank you very much um, it says uh, rough sweary exciting and unmissable uh, I listen to various D&D podcasts Critical Role Dimension 20 etc while not as polished you just can't help but join in and laugh along you can feel the joy and excitement of the players and DM rough sweary exciting down to earth and one that I'll be following thank you all thank you Sam for the review that's absolutely amazing um, and, and that's really nice actually because um, we're not as polished as Critical Role or Dimension 20 and most games aren't um, and, and that sometimes people can be a bit intimidated about running D&D if they start at those podcasts and they think wow how can I be that good um, so I like to think we're, we're, we're representing for the less polished <laughs> D&D games where people can go actually do you know what it just sounds like they're having a really good time and we are we're having a really good time and that's why we do it so um, thank you thank you Sam that's a really lovely review um, if you want to leave a review 
I will read them out on here for people to hear. Um, and equally, if you want to get in touch with us, um, with you can. So you can get in touch with us. You can message us on Instagram. You can message us on TikTok. I just remembered today that we have an email account. Um, it's dungeonsanddopaminebrighton at gmail.com. So if you want to send anything to that, um, then then do. That would be great. You can send me character suggestions, uh, magical items, um, anything really, and ju- and and I'll try and get it in the game and give you give you a credit for it. Um, so I think that's it from me for this week. So rate and review. Oh, if you want to sign up to the Patreon, you can. We've just put a load of new stuff up there. We've put some more peer review episodes up. That's the uh, podcast where we talk about the podcast. They're going to be coming up um, regularly on there from now on. Um, and yeah, I'll let you get back to it. Thank you. So, Helen, what what has Ada done or achieved or been up to in the last few months? So Ada's chasing the high of meeting a ghost for the first time. Okay. So she's going to um, do what a barbarian does best and sort of wander the wilds of, of Hope Bay looking for more ghosts. So going to like the old places of hopes hope hopes hopes bay hope bay hope bay um and she is also keen to get to know her nan a bit more so she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna try and decipher some uh some of the the books from the hut the books that you picked up at the hut yeah are you going to do are you going back to the hut or are you I, yeah as part i think i'll yeah i will revisit the hut as well so what do you want what are you what way around are you doing that you're going to start at the hut or are you going to... Yeah, I'll start at the hut with the books. Okay. Um, obviously, it's a bit of a ruin at this point. So I think I'm going to just sort of sit cross-legged on the floor with the three books in front of me. Just kind of... Cool. Willing another apparition to happen. Okay. So you you head pretty much straight back out then, I suppose. You're desperate to get back to find your nan that you think she's or your ancestor and to my nan to try (laughs) to try and understand because she she gave you that very cryptic she said that welcome home to you Mm. after possessing you so there's a lot going on so you you head back through the forest when you get back to the forest this time it's not moving around and and weird and dense it's just it's just a normal normal forest and you're able to follow the path along to where the hut is sat by the lake um, sort of smouldering away quietly. Mm. So you go in, Same. and you uh, <laughs> you sit cross-legged on the floor, and you've got these these three books that you picked up out of the hut laid out mm-hmm. in front of yeah. you, and you're trying to sort of work them out. Are yeah. You? Okay. Cool. And Ada's she's not sort of intellectually gifted, um, but she's trying her best, and okay. you know she recognises some pictures and things, but she doesn't really know what she's doing. Cool. So you're sat in the hut meditating, I suppose, over these books or kind of just... Just sort of, yeah, to... chatting shit to myself, basically. So as, as, you're, as you're sat there looking down at the books, there's a, in a moment of stillness, you hear a voice behind you and he goes, oh, What you reading? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Bob, hi. It's all right, hey. It's lovely to see you. Um, I've got these books. They belong to my nan, you know, the old lady, the ham lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what they say because I'm not a strong reader. And also, I don't know what this language is. And uh, Oh, that's Lyonese. What now? It's Lyonese, that is. Lyonese? Lyonese. Lyonese? Lyonese. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sneeze no good nose. <laughs> can, you, can you read Lyonese? Yeah. <laughs> 
amazing. Can you, will you read them to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any ham? Um, I can get ham. Oh, cool. Go on then. I'll stay here. Okay. Ada goes back and gets, gets some ham. The next day, comes okay, back, cool. finds Bob again. Brilliant. Bob, Bob is floating in the doorway. Like, as you head off to get the ham, Bob is floating in the doorway with a big grin on his face. <laughs> and when you come back, he's in exactly the same position. <laughs> just waiting for Have you been there all night, Bob? Yeah, I waited a thousand years for last fucking ham. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Here's your ham. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And, and he sucks it all up in, into his lovely flumpy tentacles. Now, the thing uh, that you probably don't know about flumps is that... Probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, it's like, start, it's like starting a conversation. That goes, the thing you don't know about flumps is... Um, <laughs> flumps are uh, repositories of ancient wisdom and law, and they know all about religion and civilizations and languages because they're telepathic so they're not actually speaking you're hearing them in their head and they can hear the voice and the thought of everyone around them at all times and and they're connected psychically along all lines of their lineage so they they're kind of like they're part of the hive mind system do i need to be worried about that in terms of like secret revealing it, no, I did know everything in your head. Yeah. I can't help it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just, you're just thinking all your big, loud, silly thoughts mm-hmm. about your ghosts and your gran. Mm. It's just in my... It's just there. So I can't help it. <laughs> but now you don't need to worry about old Bob. What am I going to do? Suckle you to death? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if, how much arm I get. Mm. <laughs> So um, you give Bob the ham and he leans over and he says, yeah, this is uh, old ladies' books. I know these books. You've got the uh, history book, you've got a diary, and you've got grimoire. What's a grimoire? It's a book all about the things. Ah, right, yeah. You know, the uh, monsters and the people and the spells and that. So it's a big, good book. Okay, shit. <laughs> um, should we start with the diary? Let's go. <laughs> um, so, um, so I think now what we'll we imagine a kind of montage of you and Bob wandering the wilds of Hope Bay, going from ruin to ruin, and Bob slowly and painstakingly trying to teach you how to decipher the language of of Lyonese so you can understand these books. And actually, it's 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 really hard. You're not you're not really getting it. Bob isn't an amazing teacher. He clearly knows what's going on in these books, but he's he's very easily distracted, mm. and his and his perspective and frame of reference just seems so different yeah. from yours. Can there be like a montage where we're just sort of like skipping along, and I've got like a tentacle <laughs> in, like arm in arm sort of thing? Yeah, and sure. then maybe another bit where. I'm like plaiting his tentacles, <laughs> yeah. and we're just like chatting to each other, okay, cool. but so through our minds. So let's say you're lying, you're lying in the in the long grass of yeah. um, of a ruin. That's the vibe. It's nighttime. The stars are out, and it's late autumn, so it's getting a bit chilly. So you've got a big fire on, and you're kind of hunkered down in the corner of this ruin. Lovely. You're plaiting Bob's tentacles, and Bob says, "So you you don't think you are from this realm, then, either? You think you're not from around here at all?" I don't know anymore, Bob. It's a bit of a head fuck, to be honest. He says, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got, like, I'm not from this realm originally, you know. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from the Underdark. That sounds rough. Yes, yeah, worse than that, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, people got horrible thoughts down there. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, man, it's fine. I got out of there, you know, as soon as I could uh, float on my own 12 tentacles. Yeah, you know, I've gone, yeah. man, I'm <laughs> out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I relate to that a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm not from Brighton originally. Oh no, where are you from? 
somewhere bleak, <laughs> like the Underdark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you feel, you feel, you yeah. <laughs> It's not but I used to come Linus. Linus is like it's um it's a magic place, you know. It's got um every realm has somewhere like this where it's kinda lots of other places on me, you know. There's you get all the Feywild from here, you get to the elemental planes from here, you get to that f- that place with all the angry punchy guys first from here, you know, the, the Hadokan! Pu- they smack <laughs> you in the tentacles! That's near here. What? You know, that place. No, what? The punchy man. What do you mean? Uh, well, the what? fisty man. The f- oh, yeah, he's got big fists with gloves on. It's horrible, very sad. Yeah, I was fisted by him one time. <laughs> oh, were you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, small world, isn't it? What but is it? But it's not, actually, it's massive. It's like multiverses what? on what? multiverses. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I just left. It's horrible. No, you see it all. There's ham. Do you know this is the only place you can get ham? I'm not surprised because I don't imagine there are many pigs in the Underdark. Ham's from pigs! Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave that there. <laughs> um, so weeks and weeks of you trying to decipher these books and it's not, it's not going terribly well. Earlier on today, you bumped into um, a lumberjack in the forest who told you that the council are looking for you and that there's a meeting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or meeting in a couple of days, that, and you're expected to, to, to head down. Okay. So you're camping out in a cave uh, with Bob, looking out over, over Hope Bay, um, and you've, you've told Bob that you're going to have to head back down into town tomorrow. And he's, you know, he's, he's taking it all right, as long as you bring Ham back. But, um, yeah, I will do. You sort of bed down for, the, for your last night out in the wild with Bob, and then you're, you're woken by the sound of Bob screaming for help. Bob! So as you as you wake up, Bob is in the back of the cave and he's been cornered by this horrendous giant owlbear, which is which is clawing at him and Bob can't Bob can't get away. Ada straight away enters a rage, swings her fucking warhammer. Okay, cool. So um roll to attack. Fifteen. Plus shit, yeah. Uh sorry, I'm like ah! Um, <laughs> Bob's going, come on! <laughs> what, what do I, what am I rolling to? Because it, it's with my Warhammer. Yeah. So, oh, plus five. So 20. 20. So that's enough. You go into a rage and swing your Warhammer. But as you go into a rage, something happens this time which hasn't happened before. And as you swing this blow with, with your Warhammer, you feel the same feeling that you felt back in the hut when you saw the old woman and then suddenly from your warhammer there's this wisp of blue light and the uh, the woman that you saw in her the witch is now standing next to you and then there's another wisp of blue light and then standing on the other side of you is a huge woman in shining armor with a giant axe and then there's another wisp of light and standing um, just behind you is a short older woman who's carrying a giant staff and they're, they're, they're surrounding you now, and you can feel them sort of urging you on as you as you attack this owlbear. So if you roll for damage... D12, uh, 5, altogether. Okay, cool. So you, you smack this owlbear in the back of the head for, for 5 points of damage, and as you do, the ghosts coalesce around the owlbear, and you see it clawing at its face and, and, and trying it doesn't know what's going on it's completely freaked out by this and it lets go of Bob 
and it turns around and it charges at, at you. If you give me a deck save, please, you get an advantage with your because uh, you've got your danger my, sense. My boots. No. Isn't oh, I thought that was my deck save thing. No, danger. You got danger sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. With advantage. Yeah. Uh, fourteen. No, thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So that's enough. So you you dive out of the way of this owlbear and the ghosts chase it out of the cave and off through the forest. Chasney, Nicole, <laughs> Melanie, don't go. <laughs> and you hear Bob going, yeah, you better run, you bastard. <laughs> Bob, are you okay? He goes, ah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I dealt with worse than him before. He's, yeah, I'm fine. Thank, thank you, though. Did you see the three members of All Saints there? <laughs> So, so, so uh, no, I, I did feel something though. There was, there was a river. I felt, I felt the old lady. She was there, and there were two other ladies. Yeah. Fuck. Bob goes. Anyway, night. And then he just starts <laughs> snoring, hanging in in his hair. Can I run out and see if I can find them again? So you go to the cave mouth, but and as you get there, you see the three women walking towards you, and each one walks past you and goes and stands by one of the books <gasps> as you look down at the books you can read what the books say fuck so what, what do the books say the first book is uh, the old lady with the staff is stood by it and that is a grimoire so in there it's basically it's like um, a bestiary so it's all the different creatures and monsters that inhabit the forgotten realms so one of the things that happens in D&D is you can check when you're fighting things, like, do we know about this? But obviously, because you guys have come from outside of the Forgotten Realms, we don't get to do any of that. So everything you encounter is like, it's like the first time, because it is. So what we'll do is we've got this book that if it works, you can check, before, you know, if like, can you find it in the book? Is your reading good enough? That You know, we'll see what the role does. And if you get a good enough role, yeah. then you'll be able to to gain some information about this thing that you're fighting because I mean normally what would happen would be like the druid rolls a 20 and then the DM would be like oh you know that if you hit this thing with lightning it's really bad and the druid would be like I recall from my training uh. um, <laughs> but, but we can't do that so okay. I thought this could be quite a fun That's way of bringing it so, so anyway so the yeah, like their, their weaknesses and, and what they are and where they're from. And, and also it helps me having to stop saying things like this flaming monster thing. And we're all like, we all know it's a flame elemental. Yeah. But it, it, feels like, it feels like a conceit to say that. So the old woman with the stuff is stood glowing by the grimri- uh, grimoire and you, you can read it. The next woman, the woman in the, in the shining metal armour with the axe, is stood by the other book with the maps in, which is a, a history book. So as you, as you look through it, you obviously can't read the whole thing, but in this moment, you you try and you trying to flick through the pages, and you can understand that Lioness is this place of sort of ancient magic where different worlds collide. Kind of like what Bob was saying to you, that there's a portion in here about the governor who has taken control through this kind of totalitarian regime and he's been in power I mean you don't know how old this book is but this book says he's been in power for at least 1500 years at the point when this book was was written it's a fucking dragon (laughs) (laughs) you see a thing about an ancient battle between someone called the Crimson Elder um, and an evil witch called Anvi and something about a place in Brightham called the Elding Temple the Elding Temple. The Elding Temple. The Elding Temple. <laughs> um, so that's that book. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And then the the woman, the ghost woman who you who you recognise. Um, hmm? Nan. Nan. Yeah. Um, I thought you said man. I was like, no, it's definitely a woman. Um, you see that this was her diary. Her name was Iris, um, and she was the wise woman of Hope Bay before it was called Hope Bay, and she she lived there. In her diary, you can see that she's documented the regime of the governor getting closer to Lioness. She talks about someone called Lord Galva, um, who seemed to be the Lord of Lioness, and that he sent the inhabitants away and magically shut Lioness down. But she stayed because she couldn't bear to leave. And the last entry is about her setting up magical guardians and around the island that would defend it if if they needed to and that's the scarecrows and the trees and other things but that's the magic spell that you ended by putting out the fire in in her cottage wow okay fuck so wait so they're they're guardians to protect lioness yeah but they were fighting against us because yeah because they as far as well you don't know they were she set these guardians up but then the island when the islands were sort of shut down but that was a long long time ago oh and it's been reawoken okay fuck can i talk to the ghosts you can but they can't speak back okay i'm just gonna smile at them all and say i'm so happy to see you all thank you so much so the the one in the armor bows to you the the one with the staff gives you a smile and iris comes over and gives you a hug does does do i feel it yeah Oh my god, that's amazing! And then they all and then they all disappear, and you just hear Bob going, "Ham!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! So we'll leave yours there. I got goosebumps. Oh my god! <laughs> so the Elding Temple. So you're an ancestral barbarian now. Woo! So, um, and that's your thing that when you attack, when you go into a rage, the ghosts of your ancestors come forth from you. They are my ancestors. <laughs> Did you not have a nan in Brighton? (laughs) So are you going to tell everybody that information about the books, the things you've learned? Um, Some of it, all of it, none of it? Yeah, yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Yeah. So I relay, I would relay all all of the information. Yep. Um, Even the bits about the other worlds and Bob saying he saw the fighting yeah and about the underdark and all of that business cool yeah you would have learnt a lot from Bob yeah. Flumps are incredibly wise yeah cool okay awesome that was awesome yeah it's crazy cool so so you've all you've all regaled each other with the stories of the last few months you've all levelled up are you um, going to tell us what else you did or level up or is that yeah do you, you want to do that now Emily does <laughs> 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 no, it's up to you. When, when we we can hold it for another, whenever you want to do it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I suppose I can do it now. So Tommy tells you that he's stolen items off of you over these past three months. And what, he, Tommy? You cheeky bastard! I know, but he's magically infused them, so you've all got a present because he secretly feels really bad, but he doesn't know how to apologise. Oh. I fucking hate Tommy because he makes me feel things, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to feel them. You confuse me, yeah. Tommy. Um, 
We haven't worked out the mechanics for them, but kind of so. Yeah, if you tell them kind of vaguely what they're doing, we'll what work kind out the of mechanics. does? Yeah, what we kind of do. Um, so London, I stole your maglite for a bit. Um, <laughs> Probably while you were out there pretending to be a tree for days. <laughs> uh, it's, I've basically just like souped up the beam, so you can blind creatures with it and potentially do kind of radiant damage and stuff. So it's like a little bit of a weapon now. Thanks, Tommy. That's great. So, right, so Can't wait right. to blind some people. <laughs> um, Cassandra, I stole your sickle. I wondered where that had um, gone. But it's now uh, returning, so it works like a boomerang. Oh, <laughs> oh that's wonderful, Tommy. Thank you. That's all right. Uh, Ada, that bangle that I made you on the island. Oh, I remember it well. Uh, it's now, when you punch stuff, turns into a big spiky glove. So, like... <laughs> Helps you. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. there's a temple on this island somewhere <laughs> named after you. What the fuck's that about? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to. Tommy, has, I have no idea. We'll look into that at some point, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Tommy. That's really uh, kind of that's... you. I gave him a little headlock, give you a little noogie. Not with the spike, though. With the spike. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's got his suit of armor on, it'd be fine. <laughs> Um, so, Rowena, I've made you an owl bong. Um, what? So, I, I put on here, like, potentially it kind of alters your mind, so you potentially be able to re-roll on the wild magic table. Awesome! Thank you, you so much! Yeah. It looks like me! <laughs> I can smoke out of my own head! <laughs> <laughs> um, and there, there's my particular favourite one. So Tommy, Tommy made like a microphone shaped bit of metal and then he's imbued it with like delay and reverb basically so you can <laughs> sing into it and I, like we've got to work out what it does but I think it might add a little bit to your bardic inspiration when you do it. Yeah, I think probably give you some extra bardic inspiration dice. Um, yeah, because I think I only get three. Yeah, so you might it might give you uh, one, one more bardic inspiration dice. So Cassandra just goes and hugs Tommy. Thank you, Tommy. Rowan joins in. Kind of you, Tommy. Tommy's kind of dealing with it better than normal. Cool. You have it's a heart of gold. Magic microphone. Uh, it's mic? called a carry okey, so you can carry it around with you. Hey. So we let's end this with with the scene of you all having a group hug in the Gerard's way with the the fire burning and the and the emo band playing in the background. Delightful. Nice. So the next day, you find yourself before the council. Everyone is seated. Drovak's looking very on edge. Una looks knackered. Everyone looks anxious because they know that they narrowly have narrowly avoided Drovak taking the forces and just taking them all to Brighthelm, uh, which would be the end of the resistance. And the only thing that managed to stop them was Bear. But Bear has promised that you will all go <laughs> today. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't told, hasn't told anyone. Yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I've rescued Drovak. Um, so Drovak is sat on his seat, just staring down at the floor, and you can you can like feel the rage emanating off of him. So <laughs> Una says, "Thank you all for coming at such short notice. Thank you." And 
I understand you've you've been up to all sorts of things in in the last <laughs> few weeks and months, um, and and so have we. We've been working we've been working really hard to find out how you got here and how we can get you back. And we we were ready to share that information with you, but events have events have overcaught us. And as I understand it, Bear, you have promised that you and your friends will go and see if you can rescue Drovak's son, Darren. I might not have I might have forgotten to tell them. But what? we're definitely going so to do we're, that we're today. What? Yes. What the fuck is Darren? What is this bear? Uh, well, we are saving Drovak's son today. From from today? where? From where? The governor. Drovak looks at his he doesn't look up, he's sort of looking at his face. You didn't tell them. It sort of slipped my mind, Drovak. There's a lot been going on, you see. But we're all he here now. He slams his axe down oh, uh, the floor to stop <laughs> his speaking. And he goes, he gets up, he goes, right, that's it. I'm going. No. I no, think, come on, guys. Uh, let's, we, let's just all calm yeah, down. We, we will all go, but Drovak, I think you need to uh, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Here, try my new bong. Yes, yes. Fight, fight. <laughs> she grabs hold of her sickle. <laughs> yeah, Dro- Drovak, Drovak turns to you and, and pulls his axe up as, as though he's sort of wielding it. And as he does, Mother Appleby snaps her fingers and everyone's weapons turn into bunches of flowers. <laughs> and she's, oh, for goodness sake, come on. He's like, we... Look, we know that they're up to the job. That just, just go, get on the first ship, head to Brighthelm. We're all with you, and let's just fucking pray for a miracle, shall we? And Drovak, just chill out, darling. Yes, just chill out, darling. Fuck's sake, Drovak, yeah, chill, Drovac. Out. chill out. We <laughs> didn't say we weren't going, bitch. Drovak <laughs> throws a bunch of flowers on the floor and goes, "Oh, fuck this," and storms off out of the building. But. It- <laughs> 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 but Una, Una says we we don't need to we don't need to worry uh, about what Drovak might do. N- no one wanted to go to war, and the soldiers knew they knew it was suicide. Bear giving them the chance to to think again means that we've got more control over the military of this resistance than we ever have actually. So, in some ways, it's a good thing. But we do need to keep Drovak on side, and and more importantly, we need to see if we can rescue his son. So I've, I've got a ship waiting for you. Samara will captain it. And I need you to head straight away for Brighthelm. Can I have my sickle back, please? <laughs> <laughs> Mother feels, oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> and she clicks again and um, all the flowers turn back to weapons. Thank you. The flowers are beautiful, though. Uh, Una, could I, um, could I just have a quick word with you, please? Yes, but it has to be quick because your ship needs to go. In private? Okay. So I just don't want the rest of the council hearing. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So you yeah, go, so you go into, a, relay, into a side room. I'm just going to relay the information that I've learnt just with Una. Okay. Not with anyone else. So Una... From the council. Una is... Um, yeah, that's a lot of information. And she says, well... Oh, gosh. Okay. Just going to leave that with you. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> is, could you leave the books with me? Yes. Ooh. Okay. You're going to leave all of them? Maybe you can take the crumbs. I'll yeah, take I the Fantastic keep- Beasts and Where to Find Them. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'll leave you the diary and the other uh, one. Okay. But I'll say, please, these are so important to me. Please take care of them. Okay. All right. We will. This, this could provide some of the answers we need for you and for, for all of Hope Bay, for the whole resistance. Thank you. Now, good luck. 
and she opens the door for you back into the main council chamber. Cool. I give her a hug, even though I can sense that she wants me to be quick. Yeah. Okay, bye. Cool. <laughs> Cat and Captain Samara says, Come on then, you lot! Back on the seas! We're going in the Linda. Climb on. Always wanted to climb Linda. Thank you for listening to Dungeons and Dopamine. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. There'll be a new episode out in two weeks' time. Um, In the meantime, catch up with us on the socials. Have a look at TikTok, where Ash is doing uh, all sorts of brilliant work. Um, Go on to our Instagram. There's always uh, always a very well-curated reel roll of uh, funny, nerdy videos. Um, Or or get in touch with us, uh, leave a review, or sign up to our Patreon and get loads more content there. So, um, but that's it for this week. Thank you very much. See you again in two weeks. Bye.